Hello, and thanks for downloading Hands On, a podcast that accompanies and discusses all the detail, nostalgia, and entirely possible events featuring in the new miniseries created by Peter Stray, Old Habits, The Rise of Hands. You ask if I love you. episode, Pete speaks to Jono Roberts, a Kiwi actor who plays the role of Carl, the terrorist with the hair of Michael Bolton, who's the last to die in the film and spends most of the movie avenging the death of his brother Tony. I thought it'd be really cool to talk to you for, uh, um, to ask you about the 80s because uh, I've asked my Welsh mates about, you know, what, what we remember about growing up in the 80s in Swansea and good old Thatcher's Britain. And then um, the Arkin brothers last week talked about visiting their dad on a movie set in a movie with Rutger Hauer and them having breakfast with Oliver Reed. Um, oh, wow. uh, what was it like to grow up in New Zealand in the eighties? What was, was there anything yeah. from popular American and British culture that came to New Zealand? And were there are some other things that we wouldn't have heard of, which were quintessential? Well, yeah. New Zealand, New Zealand in the eighties. So there was an old joke when, um, uh, when pilots from other airlines would land at, at, at Auckland International Airport, which is sort of the gateway into New Zealand, back in the 80s, where they would say, you know, ladies and gentlemen, we've now landed at Auckland International Airport. The ground temperature is 18 degrees Celsius, uh, um, 72 Fahrenheit, whatever that is. It's three o'clock in the afternoon. So if you just turn your watches back 20 years, one of the cool th- so we had like uh, uh on so pop culture we had, it was a lot of american stuff um we had uh 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 what's the one with the car night rider and we had mash and happy days those are the ones that i remember we also got these like really amazing so american tv if a, if a series doesn't do very well like if they cancel it after the first or second season they throw it up cheap on the market and New Zealand's like, we'll buy that. So we had all of these iconic 80s TV shows that no one else in America certainly has ever heard of, which are just massive for us. There was one called, there was the Powers of Matthew Starr um, about a kid that had sort what of- What the hell uh, is that? So the powers of Matthew Starr, Matthew Starr could, what is it, telekinesis? He could move things with his mind, as I remember, I think. I feel like, I feel like Lewis Gossett Jr. is the connecting thread between all of these shows. I'm sure he was in that. Um, then uh, uh, um, Auto Man, which was kind of a cross between Tron and Knight Rider, maybe. He was a guy that sort of seemed to move in a car. But I just remember his, his car, his magic car, would move in on in right angles when it would take corners it would it wouldn't curve so if he had a passenger in the car when it turned a corner it suddenly slam against the window <laughs> really hard. um and then there was the great truly the greatest show we had fresno which was a a, a, a spoof of dallas um a comedy spoof on the show dallas set in central california fresno um, I guess rather than it being about oil wealth, it was about raisin wealth. Um, and, and then uh, Sledgehammer. So Sledgehammer was played by, oh my God, what is his name? David Rash, I think his name is. 
and you will have seen him on stuff, but he, he apparently not, it never made it anywhere else. But when he, like, because New Zealanders will run up to him and lose their shit, like absolutely fanboy over him. And he immediately knows when he's meeting a New Zealander because he's famous nowhere else. But in New Zealand, he is massively famous. And Sledgehammer was a kind of uh, Clint Eastwoody kind of, again, spoof comedy show that was just absolute genius. The idea is that they were either pilots or lasted, what, six, seven episodes, one season? Yeah, a season. And so then they were super cheap for TV networks to buy. Yeah, so TV New Zealand, you know, where we had... We had Growing up, we only had two television channels in the whole country. And I think we got our third channel when I was about 13 or 14 years old. So what I'm getting is that TV New Zealand or the other one didn't have the budget to buy successful shows. No. And when they did have successful shows like MASH or Happy Days, it was all they played. So so MASH, I know every episode because i think it played on constant rotation when there wasn't rugby on i mean it was hysterical or then we'd get these these shows that were massive and sledgehammer was absolutely massive and uh still is it's still one of the best shows ever what i love is that i have no idea if you're making these up no (laughs) it sounds like the kind of thing where you could just be pranking me and be like um oh yeah no there was there was a great show like you know elbow of steel you know yes (laughs) starring gary my favorite was was electron (laughs) whale stabber Uh, (laughs) any of those about a man that had a man that had had a computerized harpoon that would uh, um he came from space you could have like two truths and a lie or something, you know, like which of these is not the real show. <laughs> which one is not true? I, I don't know. Well, let me think about We seem to get the good, like Fresno and uh, and and Sledgehammer are both pretty brilliant spoofs and they were good. What was Fresno the, was. Was the theme tune Peter Gabriel's Sledgehammer? No, I don't remember, honestly. I do not remember. That'd probably be too expensive for international music. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I imagine so. It was, you know, it was probably something synthy. Um, I, 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 if I heard it again, I'm sure I'd remember it. New Zealand exports, however, there was one thing in the 80s I definitely remember. I guess it was like just in the cusp of the 80s, maybe going into the 90s. So maybe I'm cheating by. Now I'm pretty sure it was 80s when I was watching it, and that was Steel Riders. Was this like kids? Oh show my god! BMX. Yeah, but it was kind. It was like that, but then there was the the villain was a dude on a motorbike called the Spook, and he had like a mirror shade visor. And I remember at the time that was the coolest thing. Yeah, um, yeah. And the whole point was that there was a hero. Hero. Everyone thought she was lying, and the whole thing was that like each week some crazy thing would happen with the Spook, you know, and that she'd uncover this criminal conspiracy. Her parents would say that's just not true, and she'd say it us, it us, I'm not <laughs> that's the, the first time i was <laughs> i was subjected to the the kiwi the beautiful dulcet kiwi accent um, yes really, like being slapped around the inside of your ears by the <laughs> really strong kiwis because 80s was the time there was there was strong kiwi accents back then like but yeah we were still pretty we were still pretty remote and closed off from the world and um 
my wife is sick of hearing me say this, but I remember the old thing was we used to be known as the Poland of the South Pacific because we were all, it was very protected borders and all this sort of stuff. So I wouldn't go quite so far as, as, as saying that jeans were a, a, a contraband. We did have jeans, but we, but we didn't have things like um, really exotic stuff in the 80s that we used to just think was really amazing. Those chocolate coins the gold coins with chocolate in them yeah that was a very exotic kind of thing that people would bring back from overseas Toblerones I remember that being a pretty massive deal like like anything like that was war like that's fancy um I remember mum having some blue cheese once and protecting it in the fridge until it was this dried husk <laughs> <laughs> half eaten cheese but it was just such an astonishing thing to have was a proper like an international blue cheese wow um, yeah so, so, so in terms of this surprises me hearing about that being new zealand based on new zealand now what 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 was it you think that opened new zealand up to to the world a bit more was it the internet or lord of the rings or both oh I was going to go political and talk about Rogernomics, uh, um, which was New Zealand's very belated grab onto Thatchernomics and stuff. Oh, see, um, I thought I thought that was just another cancelled American show that, uh, like a yeah, Rogernomics. No, no, Rogernomics was uh, was our was our Thatcherite kind of breakthrough, where it was a Labour government put in place all of this like privatization and things all right so the 80s in new zealand hang on i'm going to jump back the 80s in new zealand started with the springbok rugby tour of 1981 which was absolutely massive um the closest we ever came to civil war and in new zealand was over a tour of the south african apartheid era rugby team to New Zealand in 1981 and there were riot police out there were people being clubbed there were massive it was huge the Springbok tour um and around that time like things were so with the Springbok tour still the echoes go on that was our that was everything in New Zealand that was like and, Vietnam and was was the issue uh, there in terms of the people protesting was it about visiting a, a country where there was a huge segregation, torture? And yeah, murder? it was all. It was about apartheid. Yeah, it was about or, or, supporting was it, apartheid. Was it because the players weren't bringing back Toblerone? It was the South African version of Toblerone was different because they only had the white chocolate. <laughs> Toblerone, a taste all its own. for the honey if new zealand was this closed off what did you have to do to get out of the country to train as an actor in in america at, at, at harvard at the american repertory theater oh well that was that involved a lot of bribing of 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 common turn officials and uh, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Were you? Did you smuggle yourself out in a box? Yeah, I, I smuggled myself out in a sack of kiwi fruit. Uh, <laughs> Ninety-eight. I moved up to New York, and and yeah, ended up going to fancy places. And that's when I left was ninety-eight, which is wild. And then came back in 2000, 20, 2020 after COVID. Yes, no escape back. And then it was a, a, a different. Then then everyone was jealous of New Zealand. Suddenly, New Zealand. Exactly. 
train as an actor in America. And I think part yeah. of your training involved going to the Moscow Arts Theatre and training there as well, right? I did. I studied in Russia, which is just like being in New Zealand. Um, no. <laughs> but colder. I was in Russia when, when Vladimir Putin got elected. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I got elected, you mean there were just enough? I mean, it was, a, no, at that point, it was an actual election. Wow. And it was a little bit like Trump being elected that all of my friends in Moscow were like, you know, like, no, there is no way we possibly have. He is stupid. He is crass. Carl in Die Hard, played by Alexander Goodenough, who's Russian. Yes, um, yes. So what I think you do a great job of, uh, job of in the the podcast is is uh, in the 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 mini series, is approximating a Russian who's pretending to be German, but is he really? You know? uh, yeah, yeah. I think I think that's actually one of the more. It's one of the more profound and nuanced skills that a truly great actor can have. Look at, okay, Highlander being the greatest <laughs> film ever made, apart from Die Hard perhaps, but, but Highlander and Die Hard being up there in the pantheon of the greatest movies ever, ever created, yeah. where unified exactly by a Russian playing a German or in Highlander you have a Frenchman playing a Scotsman and a Scotsman playing an Egyptian whose name is Ramirez. Uh, <laughs> I love that Connery doesn't even, he's just like, I'm, I'm, yes, I'm from Egypt. This is what I, my name is Ramirez and I am Egyptian. It's sort of American movie producers were like, it's it's all just some foreign-y shit. We don't, like, no one's going gonna... Exactly, just wave an accent at it, guys. We'll see what happens. Goodenough, he, I think, asked the scriptwriter for less lines, you know, so he could be all sort of dark and mysterious and just sort of be a, a man of action. Um, and maybe it was just because he didn't want to learn them. It was the sort of biggest blank canvas, you know, to be able to write. And and uh, I knew at a certain point I, w I wanted you to play him. So it was it was fun to sort of write this kind of deadpan comedy for someone who's just like, <laughs> just just a killing machine. With with amazing hair. Oh, ridiculous hair! Yeah, I mean, yeah. he. he like it was really. It's one of the hair. It's one. Of, it's one of the hair acting. It's one of the great pieces of hair acting in cinema. Yeah, and that's the tough thing is you've got to sort of uh, I suppose there's more carte blanche really because you've got to you've got to sort of just imagine the hair, you know. On uh, well, I have a I had a wig for the recording. I I, I did purchase a, a wig. Wow, that's now yeah. that's dedication. Well, yeah. you you joke about blonde hair pieces, but but just before you escaped to New Zealand again for COVID, you you played Draco Malfoy. <laughs> On Broadway, I was in a, where in a wonderful a big way. old blonde wig. You know, he's kind of, in some ways, he's the he's the Carl of the cursed child. You know, of the Potterverse. He's sort of he's the Carl of the Potterverse as an, as an older yeah. version because he's sort of serious. He's dark. He's brooding. He sort of maybe reveals a bit of his humanity, but you know, not too much. He's got amazing long blonde hair. There are yeah. there, there are parallels. Drives drives the women crazy. There are parallels. But let's talk. Let, let's talk Die Hard as well, because I'm interested in you know within the '80s in New Zealand. <laughs> um, we, this is all kind of a surprise to me that New Zealand is sort of you know just limited imports of things. Did Die Hard oh, yeah. arrive in the cinema? We, do you remember we most definitely time? had Die Hard. I don't know if I saw it first in a cinema or on the VHS. I don't recall watching it in a movie house, but I I, I do remember 
you know, those tracking lines that would go all on, you know, like all that kind of stuff. And that was that that sort of goes hand in hand with 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 my early diehard memories. So it must have been on VHS at my cousin's house or something. We watched it and uh, and then watched it again and again and again. It was huge. Die Hard, Schwarzenegger in Commando, which I think is one of his yeah. greater ones. Was there something about Die Hard? Because, you know, a lot of people have said, you know, this is kind of different because, you know, Rickman as a, as, as, as a villain, you know, was sort of paved the way for a new type of villain and, and the whole idea where they were originally terrorists and then the director said, no, terrorism's depressing. Let's let it be about a heist. Can you, can you remember sort of thinking, oh, this is, this is different. This is better than your average action movie or, or, or was it, did it just sort of blend well, it's in? Just that I feel like it was the first, like, great villain. And my, my the, the real recollection of him is the is where he and John McCain, McLean, what's his name? McLean um, run into each other in the, uh, um, and, and where he puts on the American accent, like, oh, help me, sir. Like, that was, that along with Shoot Out the Glass, were yeah. just so unbelievably badass. Yeah. Like I and so it was just, it was just him being such a good such a good actor. Yeah. Like it was just and he was just he was amazing. He was amazing. I wonder are you the are you the second ever actor with a connection to both Die Hard and Harry Potter now apart from Rickman? I'm sure there are I'm sure there are Oh, I'm sure there've been more. But um uh yeah, but 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 um, I mean, you know, and again, oh, that'd be, that'd it's, be not like this, it's not like this miniseries is uh, is canon. This is this is canon. This is this is this is now because I'm in it. <laughs> yeah. It's both. It's both Potter canon <laughs> and Die Hard canon. It is exactly exactly. But all right. So speaking of Rickman, speaking of Rickman, we yeah. we have to we have to do our impersonation war. You want to do a Rickman off? Cumberbatch and was it was it or or Tom Hiddleston and Jimmy Kimmel were doing it? Well, I think perhaps stray we do. Oh, that's uh, terrible. I have a party piece for a Rickman that I do. Oh, uh, so oh, I can't do it now. I've put the pressure on myself. I can't uh, do it. Well, how about this? I'll I'll go first. I'll go first. I'm not um, putting too much on the spot. So so my Rickman is um, what if. What if Alan Rickman played Mikey in The Goonies? <laughs> right. So the Sean Astin role in The Goonies, another 80s classic. Yeah. All right. So here we go. <clears throat> the next time we see Sky, it'll be over some other town. The next time we take a test, it'll be in some other school. Our parents... They want the bestest stuff for us because it's their time. It's their time up there. Down here, it's our time. It's our time down here. That's <laughs> all over the moment we ride up Troy's bucket. <laughs> I don't... Well, if we... We sit with Sean Austin. Aston, Austin. Well, I I just imagine him going up Doom with his friend Frodo. I love you, Frodo. You are 
<laughs> just that I don't really remember anything he said in detail. I just remember the homoeroticism of it and can imagine him gazing so longingly at Elijah Woods and pledging his life and limb to help him. <laughs> I think, I think. And then jumping in slow motion on a bed. I, I, yes. I, I think the next thing we have to do is um, uh, we have to uh, book a trip around a European location and then sit in some fancy restaurants and then just duel. Oh, just just until I have to work on my Rickman then. Yeah. The thing with just like Alan Rickman, as someone pointed out, is that his, his lips are afraid of his teeth. Like he has a... They are. The lips... <laughs> There's a certain quality within the breath and emphasis on words. A few actors have this where, you know, it's like Christopher Walken, where there are just odd pauses and other things. It's a technique. <laughs> Cecily Berry at the Royal Shakespeare Theatre was a huge fan of the Caesura. The moment in the line of verse where you are coining the phrase coming up. And it's that momentary pause that gives the impression of thought. From the 80s, is there is there anything I'm wondering, were there any were there any particular music hits with or did New Zealand stations only were only allowed to play B-sides because they couldn't afford <laughs> It's a whole nation of like really deep cuts because <laughs> every single that came out, we weren't allowed to play the front side of it. <laughs> well, okay, so oh, fuck me. Oh, my back. Um, here's a, a, a little 80s tidbit right now. I am currently sitting in the house. Uh, I'm looking where I live right now is the house that the Thompson Twins recorded their third album in, I Am Living on the Property Formerly Owned by Alana of the Thompson Twins. What? That's so, incredible. So we have up in the house, we have a silver foil Thompson Twins World Tour jacket sitting in one of the closets that we bring out every now and then when we are very, very drunk. Um, um, <laughs> So uh, I'm in Hold Me Now territory, musically. Oh, uh, Alana from the Thompson Twins, obviously being originally a New Zealander. Um, um, there is a limited uh, edition, like um, I have a 12-inch uh, remix of Hold Me Now, where it sort of like takes the song apart, you know, and it has just the drums and then just the bass coming in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. That's my favourite Thompson Twins, although Doctor Doctor more recently has made a yeah yeah can't you yeah that was that was that was pretty big. Now because um, here in Wales, you know, there has been a, a move with with bands, you know, for a while now to sing in the Welsh language, 
Um, uh-huh. I'm wondering within, you know, New Zealand, uh, are there any like pop Maori acts or have there ever? Oh, yeah, mate. Po- Poia, you still hear that. Poia was the first huge hit by uh, um, by the Patea Maori Club. Um, Patea being a town out in the East Cape, like really country, really country. This quite flamboyant Maori character was like, I think we need to do a pop song in Te Reo Maori and uh, sort of the Maori language, and they recorded that, and that is still huge in New Zealand. Like, you go anywhere, you're still going to hear Poya massive. The other thing about playing a villain from Die Hard is that you've got you've got a good track record because because you've played about what 10, 15 murderers and rapists in Oh, I'm that. always a, I'm always a murderer and a rapist. That's what it's uh, that's the that's the cost of doing TV and film after a life of doing Shakespeare as well. Is it immediately like oh well you would you would be the bad person? So um yeah, I'm a baddie on the Shakespeare stage as well actually. But but yeah yeah I'm I'm just always the baddie. I die like Sean Bean. Yes, you have died constantly. a lot. Yeah, constantly, constantly dying. My niece and nephew call it getting Uncle John owed. Mate, you're you're a bloody legend, and you're brilliant in the in the uh, the series. Um, and uh, I'm sure our listeners have enjoyed this as much as I have. That's, well, you know, I've tried to sort of give you a little taste of what it is to be a Kiwi and what it is to work from here, and it's been a thrill. Next week we'll have more 80s trivia, die-hard facts and chats with the cast. And don't forget to download the next episode of Old Habits, The Rise of Hands, this coming Monday. Please don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Rise of Hans. Or Hans. It's spelt the same way.